Erica. Oh, oh, we're getting physical. Actually, I mean, somebody's getting physical beside me, but. Oh, yeah! No! <laughs> Damn, welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> um, Dear listeners. <laughs> welcome to YA at Heart. Welcome back to YA at Heart. Welcome. Dear God, I was going to ask how you were feeling, but. That's how I'm feeling. That's how you feel. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, on that note. Shall we jump in? This read. Oh. Okay. We're going to jump in. I just want to let you know, the last two chapters cried. Why? Because this chick just like, she took the last month of my life and wrote it in these past two chapters. And I just sat there and I was oh, like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was, I was kind of like, when I was reading the last two chapters, I was like, oh, no. Ashley's gonna cry Should and I Ashley did Ashley was definitely, I couldn't even text you I was so sad I was like this is this is a mental breakdown right here this is it oh, I was no. like, this is it but on the good note but on the good note all of our fucking predictions <laughs> all the rumors are true yeah <laughs> oh, oh I'm god. so vindicated oh my god because like the moment I read that one thing I was like shit Margaret was right I was like yes was right. yes I'm so fucking hyped. I was like, you should have seen me reading to myself. Like, this book has been really sad and a shit show of emotions. But I am so proud of us. Fucking YA at Heart Investigators. Let's go. That'll be the next brand, guys. <laughs> YA at Heart Investigators. Coming <laughs> Investigators. To a, come to a state near you. <laughs> We're going to jump into Chapter 7. We're in New York City. It is March 16th, 2014. The day after of Addie and Henry's date essentially and i wrote in my notes mm-hmm. i was like good morning has never been this great for her <laughs> because i know he has somebody who remembers her and she got to spend the night and the morning was not awkward in any which way she was able to wake up and not feel like oh shit i have to get out of the apartment or oh here here it comes that you know oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't remember you or shit. I, I had to have been that drunk, I'm sorry. Like, you know, that type of thing. Henry was just like, hey, good morning. You want a cup of coffee? Speaking of the <laughs> coffee and the traditions that he has with like the mugs. Yeah. When she goes to pick out her mug and she's talking about his mug mm-hmm. and it's like a charcoal gray and it has that storm cloud. Mm. I was like, there's a lot of references to Foreshadowing. him and storm clouds. Now, this is where I sent you that text message and I was like, bitch. Oh, I thought that was for something it, else, but oh. No, no, it was, it was for it was for a couple of different things because I had finally put a link together because it okay. kept mentioning Storm Cloud Henry. And Luke keeps saying, I would rather the clouds blot out the stars. Is Henry the clouds that blot out <gasps> the stars? Is Henry at his undoing? Boom. Yo. I know. At this point in time, this book is fucking deep. This is <laughs> Luke is playing the long oh my game. God. He's using them against each other. So yep. I just had I had to bring that up because it's so much subtlety in mm-hmm. it. But it yeah, because I didn't even pick up, up on that. I just figured, oh, okay, like wow. Yeah, but it keeps coming up. So I'm like, okay, if something keeps coming up. Right. But it's very subtle, but it keeps coming up. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Right. It has to have something to do with, you know, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yes, their morning was amazing, obviously. During this time, <laughs> Addie's ring is back. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get rid of a good thing, baby. When they mentioned it in the book, I was like, shit. I was like, I forgot all about that ring. Damn, that bitch is back. <laughs> the ring, apparently, is a way for Luke to track her. Are you serious? Yeah, you didn't get that? No! What chapter was this on? Okay, so listen, hold on. When she's explaining, no, Henry, don't touch that. Like, she doesn't want him to put it on. And she says, when she tries to grab it from him, it almost slips on her finger. And that's why she kind of jolts away from him. Because she doesn't want it to go on her finger. And she was like, even if it did, it's still morning, so he can't find me here. Oh. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, he can only yeah, yeah, find her yeah. when she puts it on and she's like right. in the dark. Yeah, I'm telling you, this man is smart as fuck. So after that ring fiasco, 
Addie does start to snoop a little bit in Henry's apartment and she does find the bloody handkerchief and this ring and it just leads to more questions. In the end, Addie is just like, who are you, Henry Strauss? And then we move on to chapter eight. Chapter eight, the first note I have because they're technically like kind of on a date a little bit more. Like they're getting to know each other more yeah they're at like this um like a carnival yeah it's a food truck fair yeah i have in my notes i'm like henry ain't paid for no food (laughs) because they were in line and i'm thinking all right bet like they're in line they're gonna walk up together and addy says henry walks up first starts talking to the older woman and then Mm -hmm. addy walks up and she's gotta dig into her bag to get the last little bit of change that she has to pay for food i'm like henry you couldn't pay for her food damn it sir well, he, yeah, because he went to the other place to try to, like, get something else so they could put their resources together. Now, I mentioned in this chapter, why is it that we're now having three strange encounters with Henry? Mm. Every time we're with Henry and Addie, something strange something happened. Down. It was the the guy in the coffee shop that was like, oh, my God, so apologetic. Like, let me get you another thing of coffee. He's like, oh, yep. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, really? And then it was the bartender at the... um the rave thing that they went to. Yeah. Now it's this old lady giving him free food. Like what is, what is happening? They get the food and Henry has an, not an epiphany, but he, he forgets that he needs to go to B's birthday party. Essentially. Her, her, well, we don't know if it's her birthday for sure, but they say, they say it's it's her her dinner party or whatever. So he forgets that he has to go and he was assigned to bring dessert. So he's flustered. In the book, he's he's flustered. And Addie is like, you know what? Don't worry. I got you. And she takes him to this pastry shop, a French pastry shop. She knows the owner, obviously, but like the owner doesn't remember her. She goes in. She tells the owner that she is friends with Delphine. She gets the pastries for free. They walk out and then she passes the pastries over to Henry. She's like, you know, here you go. And Henry's like, oh, my God, like, thanks. And then he invites her to the party and Addie yeah and I get exactly why she's torn because this is a disaster waiting to happen ultimately I wrote in my notes Addie says fuck it bring the disaster I'm going she doesn't know how long this is gonna last exactly other than that another thing that was confirmed which we kind of already knew Henry and Robbie were an actual item in college and Robbie broke up with Henry yes and I was like, damn, Henry, damn. <laughs> I was like, Henry. So then after that, they get to the party. And Addie is kind of sweating at this point. She's really thinking about her decision. Also, the both of them should be sweating because how the fuck are you going to say, oh, you want to come with me? And you say yes. And neither one of you ask the person who's hosting the goddamn dinner party, hey, can I bring a friend? Hey, is it cool that I come? Don't fucking show up to my dinner party who I invited one person, not two. I set out one plate, not two. How incredibly fucking rude of you, Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. That really pissed me off. All right. B, who did meet Addie at the bookstore, opens the door, sees Henry, tells Henry, look, you're late. Like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you bought pastries. Okay, all is forgiven. But then she looks over and she's like, oh, who are you? And Henry's like, that's not funny. Like you met her at the bookshop. And B's like, nah, I would have definitely remembered that face. And Henry's like, you met her. You said the exact same thing to her the first time. And B is just kind of like, no, no, I didn't. But here's the thing. Robbie shows up and that is what avoided the disaster. Robbie burls in sees Henry, is super excited about Henry, then sees Addie and is like, who's this? And when they say, oh, well, Henry brought a date, Robbie's mood immediately changes. And I was like, Robbie's oh, that yeah. ex. Robbie comes <laughs> I was like, Robbie's that ex. Robbie is that I was like, ex. Robbie's that ex. I was just okay. like, yo, don't come in here causing no shit. And here you he comes with all with his him. shit. You broke up with him. Right, right. And he's him. not allowed to have anybody else. Like, Still in love off. with him. God forbid they have somebody else. At this point, there is confirmation from Addie that her and Luke were in New Orleans. And something went down because she says Luke was angry. And in my no- in my notes, I was like, Luke was mad, like big mad. <laughs> I was 
like, well, like yes that. she describes his black eyes like filled with rage as the building was burning down yeah. i was like oh yeah. girl what happened i was like no. oh i can't I wait to get know. to that part can't wait to get to that part but yeah so like crisis was averted at this dinner well at least to the entrance of the dinner because of robbie but nobody mm-hmm. questions about Addie anymore and they just kind of accept her as Henry's date and they just kind of talk to her and she walks in and everybody's super friendly except for Robbie and it just kind of continues from there we get to chapter nine we're back in Paris France it is their anniversary it is July 29th 1751 (laughs) I loved this chapter so much it was their anniversary so this chapter commented exactly why I like Luke, his character. Listen, I aspire to be that petty. I want to be that petty. <laughs> I want to be that petty. So essentially what goes down, Addie, she plans to kind of befriend this woman who has, I don't know exactly what it was called. Not a saloon. Um, No, yeah, it was a saloon. It was a saloon? It was a saloon. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so she has kind of the saloon where all of the thinkers dreamers inventors all of these and the nobles exactly all of these people right the the people you need to know right are there and Addie wants to go i mean come on she's been living for years as a woman she wants to go she wants to explore she wants to have her ideas listened to have her thoughts her opinions listened to so she wants to go so she devises this plan befriend this woman get into the saloon and then she's been trying for weeks right She's been trying for weeks. This is this is the day that she's able to do it. So she gets in. She tells the woman. Initially, she the woman's like, oh, if you go home and get changed and come back, they'll let you in, blah, blah, blah. We all know that's not possible. Eddie is forgotten the moment she's out of sight. So she tells the woman, oh, I don't think I'll have enough time. Could I potentially, you know, borrow one of your outfits or one of your dresses? And the woman's like, oh, yes, most definitely. Go upstairs, try it on, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the moment Addie is out of her sight, she completely forgets about her. Addie is in the saloon. She tries on, I mean, well, she's in the room first. And she tries on all the dresses and she finds a dress that she really likes. And then she comes downstairs to the saloon. Everybody's there. All of these people are there. All of these thinkers and shakers and all, everybody is there. And she's having a great time. She's drinking. She's eating. You know, she's talking to whoever, whatever it is. She can pretend that she is a part of this party and this gathering. One thing I noted that I was like, oh, she sees Remy, Remy Laurent. It's yes. been, it's been, it's, it's, she met Remy when he was 23. This man is 51. 51. Damn. It says in the book, she sees all his um, wrinkles, his glasses now. It, yeah. In all honesty, I wanted to read to know if he became a philosopher or something. Well, it said that he was standing with um, the person whose book he had. Oh, okay. That's I can't great. remember. I can't remember the name. Me yeah, either, yeah, but yeah, yeah. This was the guy that he so was. It said that he was standing there, like uh, talking with him. Yeah, and, and I mean that's a, a huge accomplishment. Other, like, it's a huge accomplishment yeah. because at twenty three, so apparently he did. At twenty three, when Addie told him, "Hey." You know, go talk to him because he was in the coffee shop where they were at. He's like, no, me at 23. No, I can't talk to him. And he was like so scared to talk to him. But at 51, he is now at some point in time in his life befriended that person. So I'm sure for Addie, that was like, damn, you know what I mean? Nostalgia. Like, oh, my God. It's also noted that Addie has not seen Luke in six years. My man has been missing for six years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Addie's having a grand old time. And Luke. walks right in and he looks dead at her he was like oh you thought you was gonna be celebrating our anniversary without me (laughs) no no no, bitch no 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 No, no, no. nuts in my house (laughs) so luke actually knows the woman who has the saloon and he immediately goes to her and he is like you or is pretending to know her or whatever no but she knew him she called him well he could have also like bewitched her or bewitched well, himself true. to look that like somebody true. she knows yeah um but so he goes right up to her she of course you know greets him in a very friendly way and he's like oh you've opened your house up way too wide you've you've opened the doors to scruffians like what are you doing and when he says stuff like that like eddie's like shit like she's like oh, 
the woman being of high noble standard, she immediately is trying to like, well, cover her ass. She's immediately trying to cover her ass and be like, oh no, sir. Like who here doesn't belong? He immediately points out Addie and he's just like her. That woman is a thief. Like he's like, he's like, You're, she's wearing your dress and everything. She don't belong here. And the woman looks at him and then she he, she looks at Addie and she obviously recognizes the dress and she's like, it causes a commotion. And yeah, you, and then he's like, that woman is a thief yes. and a scoundrel. Yes, when he said that, I was like, yo. Oh. And I was like, damn. Just called her out. I wrote in my notes for this one section, I was like, Luke came to ruin the night with his toxic ass. And he did. Yeah. He did. Yes, and I literally wrote the same thing. And here comes Luke to fuck up her day. Oh, oh wait, he just came to ruin that shit. Oh my god. This went for six years to then show up the night of their anniversary, knowing that she had accomplished something by getting into that saloon and having a really good time. And he was like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna need you to go back to the red dress and the candles and the <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you gotta stop bringing up the I can't, I can't. Stop it! <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, he was he was not having it. He was no, not no, having no. it. Oh my god! But I literally, literally laughed out loud. She had to duck and cover Yo. and run out that house so fast. Yeah, that was and and th- this is a funny thing though. I thought so. Luke, when she leaves, Luke obviously catches up to her. And oh, obviously, obviously, and she says, "It doesn't matter what you do; they're not going to remember." what you just said about me because I've I've left. They're not going to remember. And he was like, nah, you'll find that when I say something, it doesn't fade as quickly as it would before, like with the curse. There's a saying in here that I wrote down that says, ideas are wilder than memories. Yes. And that's another thing that I wanted to point out to you mm-hmm. going back to the whole Henry clouds blot out the stars situation, ideas are wilder than memories, which is why I'm on this whole thing where I think that Luke has set up this plan to have Henry take out Addie. Oh my God, if Luke has set this up. Yeah, I think he did. I'm going to give this man props, yo. Chapter 10, we're back in New York City. It is March 16, 2014. <laughs> I have Robbie's that toxic ex. <laughs> oh my God, everybody in this book toxic. It's toxic. No, so essentially... The dinner is going really well for Addie. And because everybody's in the same vicinity as her and nobody has left yet, they're keeping up conversation with her. And like, it's so amazing for that. Granted, Robbie does try to like underhand and be like, oh, did you say your name was Andy? Henry was there to, you know, stand up for her. And he was like, stop being rude. Her name's Addie. But there, there is a hiccup at one point. There's a section where the magic is broken, essentially. One of the friends gets up to go use the bathroom. When she comes back, she doesn't oh, yeah. recognize Addie. Addie can tell. She's yeah, like, but she kind of like brushes it off a little bit, kind of thinking like, oh, well, maybe I did have like too much to drink and I just can't remember who's sitting next to me type of thing yeah but after that robbie's so pissed off that henry has somebody he just fucking gets up and leave (laughs) he just gets up and leaves and immediately when that happens all of the friends slowly start to get up from the table they either go to the bathroom another friend goes to follow robbie things like that Addie takes this moment for what it is and she's like okay cinderella has become a pumpkin again it's time to go she you know immediately like tells b no it's cool like you know i had fun and she dips her intention is to leave henry behind so that he can continue with his friends that's not what henry does henry runs after her which i thought is cute (laughs) it's cute he's like i can't leave you let me go get you i guess Um, i thought it was cute i was like all right he like left the party to go hang out with addy So then we get to chapter 11. We're still in New York. It is March 17, 2014. Yes. Girl. This is the chapter. When they went to the fucking... Yes, 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 yes. This is the chapter. They wake up, go to get breakfast, her and Henry, and they run into Robbie at at the store. And (sighs) as we all know, uh, Robbie don't remember Addie. So Henry was defending Addie because he thought Robbie was being a jerk and being rude. And Robbie's like, yeah. nah, I really don't remember this chick. What are you talking about? Henry is like, are you still drunk? Henry's going to be his ass. Yes, Henry was like piss piss. To which, you know, Addie, knowing that this is her, like this is her, she's the cause of it. She decides, she's like, look, Henry, let's let's go. 
let's let's not do anything so she gets him out of there and then she decides in this exact moment i'm gonna tell you everything i'm gonna tell you when i was born i'm gonna tell you i was cursed i'm gonna tell you i've lived for 300 years and i haven't been able to say my name and i haven't been able to have anybody remember me and that is why robbie doesn't remember me when i tell you when she look when she said my name is eddie larue i was born in Vion. In the year 1691, my parents were Jean and Martha, and we lived in a stone house just beyond an old yew tree. I was like, Eddie, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, Eddie. I honestly, I was like, yes, tell the story. You don't have to tell him that you lived in a stone house beside an old yew tree. You don't have to tell him all the, the little small details. But exactly. Okay, girl. But this was the chapter. This was the chapter that Eddie got to tell Henry. I've, I've lived 300 years. Yes. I've lived. 300 yes lives. and we are three for three with those yes we are because yep. i knew it was gonna happen in part three that she was gonna have to tell him it's funny though because it makes you wonder would she have stuck with the lie if possible oh definitely because then you you think about it like it would have fallen apart at some point but she would have rode that shit until the wheels fell off but because she got found out she was she just like to. okay it is what it is i to. have to i have yeah. to so we move on to chapter 12 we're in Addie's hometown in France. It is July 29th, 1764. So we've, mm-hmm. we've moved up a couple years since the last time. And yep. in this chapter, Addie went home. She went to go see her hometown. She hasn't been back since she left. She just kind of like reminisces and walks through. She finds her old house. It's decrepit. Um, She thinks that her parents have died but to me what i read it seemed that her dad passed away but her mother is still living yeah because her dad's workshop is no longer full of life it's it's pretty unkept yeah and her mom is still living and yeah estelle's gone yeah and it was just this chapter was just more of a reminisce for her to be able to just go back and see her town and see how it's changed and to see and remember all the places she used she used to walk through as a child kind of felt like a filler for me since there was no new information given so i was just kind of like eh, okay there's nothing there's no new information for you to give me and since we're in the hype of all of this new information that we're coming across i don't really need this chapter so i'm just gonna move on to 13 correct Chapter 13 rolls around New York City, March 17, 2014. This was the chapter that solidified Morgan's theory. <laughs> um, I so literally Henry, have held up to the camera right now. My I know, I see says, it. I, I see it. it. Um, Henry listens to Addie's story and he starts to laugh. And Addie is kind of like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And he, right, he's, like, like- he's like, you made a deal? She's like, look, I know how it sounds, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he didn't even let her finish. He's like, I believe you. And she's like, what? And he's like, I believe you. You know, she's kind of like, well, you know, you start to question it. You're like, I know that this story sounds very far-fetched. Why do you believe me? And his ass says, because I made one too. Excuse me, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> told you. I told you. Luke is all over here talking about, you know. He over here double dipping and shit. Luke, right. Luke is top of the busy. morning, top of the morning, top of the he morning. Let's busy. get this shit. <laughs> Let's get these souls. <laughs> Bruh. When I when Addie found that ring with the handkerchief and that watch that was knew that there was something. I knew past. that the, I yes. knew it was significant. I just didn't know what. I didn't know how. And I was like, okay, this has to come up later. It has to. Yes, with the ring. Because you know, Addie also has a ring to her right. story. And then the handkerchief that had blood on it, I was like, oh, well, maybe he was sick and he made a deal to save his life. I thought the same Um, thing. And then the watch that was broken a little bit past 6 p.m., I was like, oh, Addie prayed to the gods a little bit past 6 o'clock when the sun went down. He prayed to the gods after dark. So Luke got an MO. This uh, man just be showing up after 6. I know. All right, I got to be outside. I told you. He be for them souls. So that's when we get to part four. Yeah, part four, the man who stayed dry in the rain, also known as Ashley's life. All right, let's go. So (laughs) I read this part of the damn book and I cried. I cried. Just goddamn. Well, if you if you need me to if you need me to go over the chapters, you just you let me know. Fuck no, we gonna go over these damn chapters. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Chapter one, readers. Chapter one, New York City, September 4th, 2013. Question. Yeah. Let's just, how did you feel about the start of this chapter? So are you talking about the art piece or just the, just start in general? Well, well, yes. Okay. So like the art piece in general, but like the beginning of this chapter, because the beginning of the chapter doesn't say, it doesn't start with Henry or it doesn't say Henry this or Henry that or whatever it does. It says a boy is born with a broken heart. Yeah. I liked it. So did I. This was very poetic for me, reading the beginning of this and then seeing how it tied in to the rest of the story. Yeah, I very much liked the way that they introduced Henry's background and brought him into the story and kind of tried to get you into like try to understand him a little bit better and where he's coming from and how he got to the point that he got to to make the deal that he did yeah in this chapter we like morgan said we get a little bit of henry's background it says a boy is born with a broken heart and the doctors go in to piece him back together and he's never really the same he feels too much he feels everybody around him it's almost like an empath he like is taking on other people's emotions. So he doesn't know how to react or how to handle everything. But then it says, you know, he starts to swipe things here and there, swipe drugs here and there to help cope with all of these emotions that are that is happening around him. And I just sat there, I was like, damn, Henry, I too had surgery. Like when I was little, I was like, this shit is... This is why I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this woman like looked my ass up and was like, this is it. Because like that little bit, I was like, damn, I too was born with like that little bit and like had to have surgery done when I was a baby. And I have the scars to prove it. And like that was just, I just sat there. I was like, oh my God. And then again, some people feel a lot more than others. Sometimes that does happen. But then the story moves on as it says, the first line after reading a little bit of Henry's background is time moves so fucking fast. In a blink of an eye, you're in high school. In a blink of an eye, you're in college. And, like, I, like, sat there and was like, oh, my God, this is so true. And I'm sure Morgan feels the same way. Like, <laughs> we met in high school. Uh, like, blink, shit, we're, we're adults. <laughs> like, and it's like, so yo, it was very much, yo, pay bills and survive. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I didn't ask for this life. Okay. I didn't ask for this life. But I liked how it went on. And it was like, blink and you're 24. Blink and you're 26. And then blink and you're 28. And, like, every time you see the word blink and then it gives you um, a number or an age for Henry, it immediately talks about what he did at that age. Yeah. And then... And what was expected by the of time him. We get, yes. That's another thing. What was expected of him. Then we get to blink and you meet a girl. And this is when we get the Tabitha story. Yeah. So the main ex of Henry's is Tabitha. Her last name's Masters. And it says Henry met her while she was dancing. And he was just kind of transfixed. He was like, oh my God, this woman is is amazing. They first met at an after party. They started dating and it lasted for two years. And then it was like, okay, this part of the book, when I read this section, it was like reading a poem the way it was set up because every sentence begins almost with two years and then describes their relationship yeah if you would switch two years out to seven years this shit would be so fucking accurate but anyway so okay this part i don't know about you but like this part really hit me and this is where i cried the most in two years henry decides she's the one He's like, this is the the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So it says down on one knee with the ring in the middle of the park. Henry is such a fucking idiot because she said no. And then it says, this is what Tabitha tells him. You're great. She said, you really are, but you're not. And Henry fills in the blanks. So to him, she's saying, you're great. You really are, but you're not right. You're great. You really are, but you're not enough. You're great. You really are, but not you type of thing when i tell you i fucking cried oh, oh my Ashley. god this shit i want to speak to schwab because i have fucking words for this woman how dare you in my time of how dare you sit here and write about my life how dare you <laughs> so i have in my notes henry proposed she said no i was like he felt unwanted by tabitha yeah but the biggest betrayal didn't come from tabitha saying no the biggest betrayal came from the fact that his friends knew she was going to say no. And not one of them thought to tell him or warn him or to be like, hey, man, I don't think you should buy that ring. In the chapter, mm. both B and Robbie knew that she was going to say no. 
And neither one of them tried to like save him in a sense. Neither yeah. one of them tried to be like, hey man, I don't think you should buy that ring or look, maybe right now isn't the right time. Maybe you should reassess type of thing. Not and see, one that's person. A difficult, that's a difficult place to be in too. Cause it's like- Completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, you could tell- him like hey henry i don't think you should do that and he could blow up on you and then true. not want to speak to you anyway no so it's, it's, it's like- true yes but i think that was i think for henry that was the biggest betrayal yeah i think yeah it was because- it was and it's like him being his storm cloud ish ways it could have backfired yeah. either way it could have backfired yeah. either way and i guess for them it was like well we can console him but we can't stop him Correct. Yeah. Which is, it's understandable. So the chapter moves on and Henry's, Henry's getting drunk. He's like, I'm not drunk enough. Oh, bro. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sir. Bro. I, I was just like, you gonna, <laughs> gonna feel that pain. You gonna stop, right? <laughs> no, nah, he was like, I'm not drunk enough. I can still see straight. I sat there, I was like, damn, Henry. Damn. I was like, oh. No. Like, I've been wanting to get drunk, but damn, sir. Like, I don't want to get that drunk. That's too much, sir. Henry, no. No, sir. I think for, it was not just Tabitha saying no. It was almost like Tabitha saying no was like a confirmation of everything else that he thought. He's not good enough. He's not on the right path. Tabitha saying no cemented everything that he doubted about himself thought, yes, yeah it cemented that and i just sat there i was like damn yo like shit because i've too felt that way you know what i mean and i was like i completely understand where this this whole section's going at the end of the chapter it says take a drink every time you hear you're not enough not the right fit not the right look not the right focus not the right drive not the right time not the right job not the right path not the right future not the right present not the right you not you not me there's just something missing missing from us what could i have done nothing it's just and like it just keeps going and going and at the end henry says i'm sorry because what else can you say in that situation you know what i mean like you feel like you've failed you feel like you've done wrong it's not your fault yeah it's you know not. what I mean? and it's like it's, it's nothing not. that you can do you, you deserve to be loved for the person that you are and exactly. it's just it's really sad that that he doesn't understand that Oh my god, but this chapter, this little bit of chapter, like reading it, I was like, oh my god, I feel for Henry yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like before, I was like, oh, he's okay. He's sweet. He's a cute boy. Like, I don't know, whatever. No, we knew but we knew chapter, we knew he had some issues. We knew he no, had we some did. issues. We no, just we didn't definitely know did, how deep those issues were. Exactly. And like this chapter brought it all to the forefront. And I just sat there and I was like, after reading just the first chapter of part four, I was like, I feel for Henry. Yeah. Like these are all human emotions. These are all emotions we've all felt at some point or another. Most definitely. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel for this, this character so much. So with that, we move on to chapter two. It's a continuation of the same day. Henry has drank enough. He's gotten to the point where he's like, I drank too much. Um, (laughs) And he's trying to reach uh, his apartment. A storm rolls in and Henry is so fucked up. He's like, you know what? I I can't walk into my apartment. I can't walk into the... I'm just going to sit on the stoop. Right. I'm and just let it rain on me. And let it rain on me. It's that type of day. I had that type of day. At that exact point in time, Luke was like, well, hey, sir. <laughs> what can I do you for? <laughs> what can I do you for? <laughs> I'm like, go away. The moment, the moment I read that he saw somebody that he knew wasn't there before, sit down, pull out a lighter, and say bad night. I was like, oh, Henry! It's about to get worse! I was like, sir! But, okay, wait. But what I did write was, just to note, Luke doesn't look like Addie's Luke. Luke actually looked to Henry a little bit like his brother, David. That was in the book. He he describes him as saying he looks similar to David. I noticed he said that at first. Yeah, he says that at first. He says, oh, he looks a little like David at first because of, mm-hmm. I guess, the way he was talking to him or something. But it makes me wonder, does Luke, when he approaches these people, does he take on a form that he knows? All right, let me look a little bit more like this dude's brother. It'll it'll make it easier for him to, you know, make a deal or give up his soul or whatever. Just like he did with Addie. Let he me let me take on the form. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so Luke definitely like he's a manipulator. He he's coming in and he's like, all right, I'm gonna take on the form that that most suits you. Oh, okay. That that makes me want to ask. All right, if you if Luke was to come to you, what form? 
do you think he would take that would make you more susceptible? Uh, probably, probably my mom. Yeah, it would probably be my mom. If Luke ever took on the form of Aiden, that would be it. I'd be like, <gasps> oh my yeah, god! Okay, yes. I thought you were gonna say Ben Whatever Barnes. <laughs> take, take the soul. I'm, okay, no, there's there's different layers. All right, if he took on the form of Aiden, I would definitely be like, okay, yes, take my soul so I can do what I gotta do to get what I gotta get for my kid. Yeah. Now, if he took on the form of Ben Barnes, that'd be a whole other story. I'd be like, take me with you, sir, sir. Um, okay, to continue, we all know that this man, even though Henry doesn't know who he is, we all know that this is Luke. So we know what's coming next. We know that Luke likes to make deals. He likes to be all up in the business. So what ends up happening, Luke asks Henry, he's like, well, what do you want? And Henry is so innocent because his answer is to be happy. And I'm like, Henry. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um, at that point, Luke tells him, he's like, ah, okay. And then he's like, no one can give you that. And then Henry's like, not even you. Like, come on. But ultimately, they do end up making a deal. They do. Yeah, Luke kind of feeds him the answers yes. like he did with Addie. Yes. Oh, you 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 picked up on that too? Because uh-huh. I was reading it and yep. I was like, okay, so you can't give him happiness. Then what is it that you can give him? And like, as I read, Luke was giving him stuff. He was like, oh, you know, you could do this or you could do that. Or he's like, look at me, Henry. You're perfect. Oh my God. He was like feeding it to him. It's like, here, here you go. I kind of want to compare these experiences because now we know how Luke handled the deal with Addie Mm -hmm. and how he handled the deal with Henry. It's two different experiences, two very different experiences. Yeah. He coddled Henry a little bit more, which yes. is why I, I was know just thinking that. Yeah. That he planned this shit. Yeah. And he approached Henry. Yes. Because Addie was the one that called upon him. Even though it was accidental, she didn't mean to call him specifically, but she ended up calling upon him. And I feel like Addie was a little stronger and a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Addie was yeah. more like, I need this. This is the angle. I need this. And he was like, okay, well, I'm not going to give that to you because you're not making the right type of deal. And like he told her, essentially, you want this? You need to put a limitation on the deal you want. I feel like personally, Addie cursed herself. Luke cursed Henry. Yeah, there's a huge difference there. So it, it was like it was a predator feeding on his prey, pretty much. Yeah, it was definitely full predatorial. advantage, full advantage of Henry in that moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I I know in my bones this shit was a setup. Oh my god, I can't. If we if we read more into this shit and it turns out to be a setup, I'm, I'm I know it's I'm a done. setup. I'm 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 fully telling you it's a setup, Ugh, which leads us into chapter. Three, because they're back at um, Henry's place, and Henry's like, "Addie, say something. You're scaring me. Did I do something I wrong?" Mean, I- <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. She got nothing to say though. You can't be scared at him. You can't be scared about his story. Yours is worse. Yeah, yours is much 300 worse. Three hundred years. Three hundred years. You old as hell. Right, a grandmother. <laughs> you know, not even a great, a great, 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 great twice removed. Right, twice removed. Like, what? Ass, brittle ass, Dorian Gray ass. So. <laughs> But yeah, so she's sitting there. She's like, I'm crying because I'm happy. Luke made a mistake. And meanwhile, I'm like, mm, no, he didn't. No, he did. I don't think so, bitch. <laughs> you thought. I don't think you thought Luke made a mistake. She's like 300 years. Oh and Luke finally made a mistake. You think he, he made a didn't. mistake, bitch. He know exactly what he's doing. Didn't he tell he you he sees not. everything? Didn't he tell you ideas are more Yo, he's been than secretly- memories? He's been secretly like telling her flat out, there's no way around this. Exactly. Like, stuck. That's why I'm stuck. telling you all the clues lead up to this. I'd rather the clouds blot out the stars. Ideas are more permanent than memories. Like I see everything. There is no way out of this bitch. You go and give him that soul. And from the looks of it or from the sounds of it, when you pissed him off in New Orleans, that was it for you, bitch. He's getting that soul. 
I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm. I really can't wait for that chapter. Yeah. I can't wait to read that story. I can't wait to understand like what the hell happened. Why did the place burn down? Why was Luke so pissed? What was going on? Man, what? I, I, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tea time. That's gonna be the best episode. It is. That's why I'm, we're reading straight through chapter five. No we're, mercy. We're pumping through this. Yeah. Or right yep. straight through part five. She also in this chapter describes their deals, how they complement each other or cup each other. At first, I didn't understand it, and I will admit I had to reread it a couple of times. Like, what the fuck? But essentially, Henry's deal is that he is supposed to be looked at as perfect as how other people want to see him. But Mm -hmm. Addie says that's the thing. She looks at him selfishly. So when she looks at him, she sees somebody who remembers her. That's how she wants to see him. And that's why he's able to remember her. So that's the, I guess, loophole or what have you. And we also find out that Henry's deal is just for a lifetime. So when he dies, he, he, dies. he dies that's it yeah that's, that's it. it like he's not immortal like he can get hit by no. a car tomorrow and boom that's it his soul is going that's to loop. the end of it nope. and she was really sad about this and we know we know where this is gonna lead we already know that boy gonna die oh and gonna be like, take my soul i don't want it anymore no what if okay i'm gonna put a theory out there and i know that and this is kind of like a piggyback mm-hmm. off of your theory but let's say luke has planned all this mm-hmm. right And he put Henry in Addie's path in the hopes that, okay, you lose him at some point. Like you said, he could get hit by a bus and like, you know. Okay, what if something happens where his life is in the balance and Addie is like, Luke, take my soul now for him. Almost like a almost like a deal like take my soul now let him live but my thing is no shorty you already made your deal i don't do double deals we don't know that we don't know if luke is gonna be like uh no i could get two souls and you want me to trade off one for two the other? souls no. for the price of one he's not gonna do that but see that's okay but see this is what i'm saying we don't know that because the dynamic between luke and addy is so intimate regardless mm. that they're petty with each other yeah we don't know what happened in new orleans we don't know exactly what went down in chicago we just know that there are certain incidences or certain um certain points in time where it seems like luke thoroughly enjoys Addie's company yeah so what's to say that he doesn't agree to that type of deal because Addie's been living for years and years and years instead of letting henry's soul fall into the hands of luke she decides hey You've wanted my soul for 323 years. You can have it. Just let him live. I mean, it is possible. I just know if I had me a twofer, I would take it. I mean, but this is deep down a love story. Also, for for those of you who don't know what a twofer is, it's a two for one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, that was the end of chapter three. We'll see how that goes. Moving on to chapter four. That was really short, too. It was basically Addie now works at the last word with Henry. She has a job that she doesn't get paid for. Okay. In New York? Nah, I need to get paid. Then she gets to work with Henry and they get to stare at each other from yeah, across okay, the bookstore. But store. love ain't gonna pay no damn bills. It's not gonna feed me at night. I need money. They get to have stolen glances like from across the bookstore and they get to smile at each other and it's so cute. Oh. Right. Uh, the way so you're talking makes is. me feel like you didn't like chapter four. It was it was like a filler <laughs> chapter. It was stupid. The only thing that we got from chapter four is that she works at the bookstore now. He tries to take a photo of Addie, but it doesn't work. Obviously, we already know that because there's limitations to her curse. That's pretty much it. So I just felt like, again, that was a filler chapter. didn't really need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, can we get to the good shit? Please. I want to get to New Orleans. Yes. Please. Please. Just want to. I just want to get to New Orleans. I just want to get to the fire. Get me there. Right. Fuck. (laughs) So I was just, I quickly moved past that. I was like, done. And get to chapter five five. Mm -hmm. where Henry is just pretty much enjoying the perks of his curse or his deal. I feel like Addie got the better deal. Like, granted, you know, people forget about you, but damn it, I lived through history. You just living through a lifetime? Nah. Yeah. Uh, Granted, if she would have found out how to probably dress up as a man earlier. Oh, it would have been better. It would have been way better. She probably would have had a better start to her curse, but yeah. So Henry wakes up and thinks everything is pretty much a dream. And then he Mm -hmm. sees the watch on his wrist. He panics because he can't get it off or he thinks he can't get it off, but he does. 
and he sees the message underneath that says live well he's like oh my god it was real you made a deal with the devil and you're gonna have to pay that shit up eventually and he notices the whole day like people are treating him different like his sister Mm. says he looks good even though he's looking in the mirror and he's like i look like shit the coffee girl at the shop vanessa starts to notice him and writes her number on the bottom of the coffee cup he's recommending books to people and they're like oh this is exactly right and he's like oh wait no this is the one you're looking for they're like yeah i'll take them both so he's just like on it and then he also has good friends they come and they check up on him they're like we're gonna close the shop down and we're gonna even though you pretty much like blacked out last night and almost died, we're gonna drink again in the bookshop. We're gonna with go you drink today. more. Yeah, right. Like, okay, you have good friends. They really care about you. They want to make sure that you're okay. But you also probably shouldn't be drinking again after last night. <laughs> so if this I blacked is also... out the night before, nah. Yeah, I'm it's like water bro, for the rest of my you, life. Did you not forget that you <laughs> blacked out? You were thinking about jumping off of your roof and you made a deal with the devil last night, but you you right. you want another drink today. You want another drink today. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I would go back home and just go to sleep. It's like, why don't we just take you out and get something to eat? Why don't we go back to your apartment and right. order some food? Like, why don't we do that? Exactly. Why don't you chill Chinese the fuck food. out? You some- did a lot last night. Exactly. So again, I felt like this was a, a filler chapter, but it was it was kind of fun to see Henry experiencing his curse or his deal yeah from his point of view for the first time chapter six was a weird way to end because it was just going back to the bookshop b comes in and she meets Addie for the third time for the very first third time's the charm and yeah but now like henry knows yeah and henry is watching the whole thing go down again how b is pretty much saying the same thing to Addie that she said the first and the second time. And Henry's like, yo, this bitch is really good. <laughs> like, I can't believe this shit. This is crazy. So he's like, oh yeah, this your face. There's just something timeless about it. And Henry's like, how do you put up with this shit over and over <laughs> and over again? <laughs> I can't no. do it. You've been doing this shit for 300 years. It's only been like three days for me, bro. So yeah, B tells them about the exhibit that she went to and how it's an immersive experience. And of course, Addie is all about that shit. She wants to go. So Henry asks B to close up the shop for him so that they can go have an impromptu date. And that's where we leave off. So I was like, y'all are the most irresponsible people I ever met. But whatever, have fun. I can't just fucking walk out. You know what? It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fuck these characters, bro. Fuck this book. <laughs> oh my god! So All that, right, we make it through it though. We're yes, it we are making book. good headway. We are more than halfway through now, so yeah. we are gonna bang this shit out so we can right. start our next book because I am so fucking excited to start the next book. Um, I'm so excited. To start so the, the next, next and no, we're not telling you yet because we don't want you to skip out on us. Skip down so on us. They probably already know. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably already know. And if you-, you could see my grin, it's like the Cheshire cat because I'm mad excited about this damn book. You don't understand? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So yes, we are powering through this shit so that we can get to the next book. I don't care if I have to stay up reading the rest of Addie LaRue for four nights in a row, God damn it! so we can get to the next book or get to this next book. So actually, this is this is a little chunk. Are we feeling are we feeling adventurous or do you still want to do chapter seven through 19? Whatever you want to do, I'm good. <gasps> whatever I want to do. All right, well, not whatever. No, you said whatever. It's too late now. Shit. All right, so we will do part four, chapter seven through 19, and then part five, chapters one through four. And part five is titled, listen, listen to this, The Shadow Who Smiled and the Girl Who Smiled Back. It's the Addie and Luke story. I'm that excited. New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Orleans. It better, it better fucking be, or tell me why I'm going to be pissed, pissed as hell. Yes. So those will be our next chapters. And now, predictions. Predictions. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm excited. Basically, what I said before, I only have my main two. Right. 
Henry is the cloud that will blot out Addie's stars. He will be her undoing. He will be the reason why she gives up her soul. Okay. And then number two, Luke did not make a mistake. This has all been planned, i.e. his phrase or his saying from the previous chapter, ideas are wilder than memories. I mean, yeah, I agree with your predictions, honestly. (laughs) I really do because I feel like this book is just, it's a lot. Okay, my predictions, I want to stick by that one prediction where I said Henry, something will happen to Henry because of his deal, because his deal is not for immortality. It's just for a lifetime. I think Mm -hmm. something will happen to Henry where his life will be on the balance and Addie will turn around and tell Luke, listen, I will give you my soul if you save his soul or save his life or whatever. And I think Luke will definitely take it because he's been waiting 323 years for Addie. And I think he's going to be like, all right, bet, give it to me. Because there's history there too. It's not just a Mm -hmm. soul that he's picking up. There obviously is way more going on there. So like, I think he'll, he'll take that deal. Another prediction. I think you said this, but I agree. I think in New Orleans, it was Luke that Addie had a life with, I think. And I think that like whatever happened, maybe they were building a life and he like he broke her trust or maybe she broke his trust and it caused the fire that we all know must have happened. I definitely believe in New Orleans, Addie was happy with Luke for a little bit. And then something happened where it broke that trust because her bitterness toward Luke, I don't think that comes from just blaming somebody for cursing you i think that oh no that comes from way more and that the only way that could happen is if you had some type of emotional attachment okay yeah that makes sense part five can't come quick enough i can't wait to get into it i can't wait to get into it get into it it (laughs) i've been staying up until like two not 2 30 until like 12 31 a.m just reading god damn like please please so yeah those are our predictions those are our next chapters if you've made it this far bravo bro bravo thank you for riding with us go have a drink on us because that is go have a drink on us (laughs) this book we will push you to drink yeah we will cash app you have a drink on us bro yes because just thank you for being so loyal thank you for being (laughs) soldiers and just Yes. Along with us, because this book is uh Yeah. Well, on that note, everybody. <laughs> you want to tell our dear listeners goodbye? Okay. So as always, we love you guys and stay YA to heart. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>